Lizway, I'm actually really grateful. Why? What's changed? Well, this is the first podcast that I've been able to record, and I know this means nothing to anyone listening, but it's the first time I've been able to do a podcast in the evening and not like early in the morning because of time differences. <laughs> Thank you, Greenwich Mean Time. <laughs> right, let's start the podcast. Thank you for downloading the Bungler Cricket Podcast. My name is Roshan, and in this episode, we look ahead to Zimbabwe's tour of Bangladesh, three one-day internationals, two test matches, old friends slash foes. We certainly played against them a lot. Joining me down the line from Harare is Lizway Chisaganye. Thank you so much for joining me, Lizway. Thanks for the invite, Roshan. It's always a great time on the Bangla Cricket Podcast. Thank you for the invite, and uh, looking forward to an Great series against Bangladesh once again. Zimbabwe and Bangladesh, the greatest enemy forwards, I mean, friend forwards. <laughs> it's actually the greatest cricketing rivalry. You play each other so what's the what is the ashes? It's all about Bangladesh versus Zimbabwe. They call it they call it the battle of the minnows. No, 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 no. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the it's the series everyone's talking about. Come on. Yeah, we should have our own ashes trophy, you know. I sort of miss Zimbabwe because like there was a time when we were the two lowest ranked teams and nobody really wanted to come and tour us because it wasn't really financially viable. And so we just end up playing each other again and again, you know, like when you get a new uh, uh, version of FIFA and none of your friends are coming around for a week. So you just end up playing against your brother loads. It was like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like that. That's been our history. I was just uh, reading our captain Hamilton Masakadza. He was mentioning that, Zimbabwe is probably the team that's played Bangladesh the most in Bangladesh. So that sort of uh, situation's come back this time with this series that's uh, coming up ahead. Where is Zimbabwe cricket now? Obviously, the, the huge disappointment of not qualifying for the World Cup. Is that still there? Is it over? Have Zimbabwe now sort of picked themselves up off the back of that? Or are they still in a kind of a morning phase of, of of the reality that next summer they won't be there amongst the best teams. What does the team do to sort of motivate itself? What's it working towards? Because I know like the 10 teams who are in the World Cup are obviously thinking about squads and lineups and objectives. What motivates Zimbabwe at the moment? Oh, Roshan, it was, it was a huge blow uh, not qualifying for the World Cup, especially losing to UAE. All respects to UAE, but uh, um, losing to them in the decider match was quite hectic for everyone we haven't quite recovered from that sort of uh, um, period where we didn't qualify for for the world cup we've had a bunch of series after that but really the mood has been terrible Um, the whole coaching team was fired Uh, heat streak being uh, leading that team he was fired as well and the convener of selector former player Tatinda Taibu is walk fired. So the it's it's been uh, a sort of regressive period for Zimbabwe cricket uh, from that moment until now. Uh, we've played a couple of series uh, against Pakistani. We've played um, South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. Just we've just come out of a match, a series with South Africa, and uh, it's it's really been a, a bad bad year for for Zimbabwe cricket. Yeah, it's hard to sometimes pick yourself up off um, mass changes. I mean, were, were those the right decisions? Because obviously Zimbabwe, it wasn't like you were run ragged. You were close to uh, a place in the World Cup. So what, what, were those sort of mass firings and sackings the right thing to do? Did 
the cricket setup need a massive refresh, or was that a knee-jerk reaction which maybe wasn't as well thought out as it should have been? Uh, well, there's, there's two sides to the story. You know, one side which most of us are leaning on is we felt that it was a knee-jerk reaction, um, throwing out the stuff, when the issue really is to do with the administration of the whole cricket body. You know, the the issue starting with the finances, investment into um, academies, investment into grassroots cricket hasn't been that well, you know, and expecting um, a good performance from the national team when there hasn't been enough investment, enough seriousness about how the cricket is being played in the country. That are, you, you know, that's one side of it. But on the other side, there was expectations. Um, I understand from the contractual point of view that his streak would get us to the World Cup. That was the understanding that he had with the, with the board. But then when it didn't happen, naturally, everyone was um, up in arms. It makes his position untenable, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, so it, it, it was half and half. Well, we felt that he had started something very good and he was just supposed to be allowed to carry on losing to UAE in the manner that we did at a moment where we really, really needed to win was just so un- unacceptable in, in so many quarters as well. So it was half enough. But the, the truth is we haven't really recovered. As, as I mentioned earlier, we haven't recovered from that period and it's just been a period of confusion or, or, or until now. Yeah, it's hard to play cricket, I think, without a clear objective. I think if you're not working towards something, um, you can end up in freefall. And for Zimbabwe, I think it's hard to figure out what they are working towards, but they do need to rebuild. And, you know, you need to find motivation from some from somewhere. Um, and obviously there's also been these sort of contractual issues, like um, Secunda Raza only recently just was re-added to... The, the the squad for the team after sorting out some contractual issues, so it felt it feels from the outside certainly a kind of almost a, a a bit of a a mess going on outside of the game and off the field, which can only affect what happens on field, which is a shame. But let's look ahead to this series of Bangladesh. Then is this seen as an opportunity for Zimbabwe to pick up the pieces and catch a Bangladesh team off guard, having lost in the Asia Cup? Is this the opportunity to to rebuild? Is this where they're looking to set? their foundation for the next four years towards the next World Cup? Um, the talk ahead of this uh, series has been quite positive from the coach and the captains. Uh, we have a co- new coach, uh, Lal Kand Rajput, uh, a legend in quotes for, from India cricket. And um, there's been that bit of positive talk, but the results on the ground has, haven't been as, as good. We have a very neat bowling side um, led by Carl Jarvis and uh, experienced uh, bowler uh, Christopher Mpofu. But really, the betting has been our detriment the whole time. You look at the series against Pakistan, we're not scoring half as good as we should. Uh, just as well as we went to South Africa, our scoring was so poor. Although we have a very tight bowling side, our betting has been our greatest downfall. Yeah, same same when you came to Bangladesh earlier this year. I think you were bowled out for I think one hundred and twenty five in in one of the matches. Exactly. Which like on sort of batting pit. Well, it wasn't entirely batting pitches, but I think Bangladesh were putting on scores of sort of two eighty ish, 
Um, it's obviously massively below par, so that's a huge concern. Yeah, that is a very huge concern. Even in South Africa, I think we scored uh, 64, 67 in one of the ODIs. Yeah, it's just not good enough, is it? It's, it's been very, very up. It's, it's, it's been quite terrible, to be honest. Um, we've got Taylor up there. We've got Masakadza up there. But they've not contributed anything to our cause uh, in terms of the betting, although the bowling is in some way, you know, coming up. So I'm I'm more hopeful for the tests uh, when we get to the tests uh, as opposed to the ODIs as, since we're not scoring as much as we should be scoring unless there's a dramatic, drastic change in how we approach these matches. Well, Bangladesh are not having the best time with their batting either. And I don't mean in terms of scores. I actually just mean in terms of player availability. So Tommy McBall was injured during the Asia Cup. He's uh, he's injured his left wrist. He's out for a while. Shakib Al-Hassan is also out. He uh, had a finger injury that he, he picked up earlier this year and only just got treatment. So both of them are out of the out of the series entirely. So a couple of issues which kind of crop up for us, which started during the Asia Cup, and I'm not entirely convinced we have an answer yet it's who is going to open um now when tommy mcball comes back there's no doubt he will open the batting so we have a weird situation where during this series there will be two batsmen opening the batting expected to work together however somewhere in the back of the minds they'll also know they're auditioning for that supporting role next to tommy mcball when he returns so i'm fascinated to see who opens because in the squad obviously lit on das feels like an obvious guy he scored a century in the age cup which i think is probably enough to justify him opening when uh we we play in the first one day international but you've also still got Imral Kays and Nazmul Hussain Shamto in the um in the team um plus this new guy called Fazli Mahmood who i don't know whether he'll particularly open but there are options there um in the final we opened with Mehdi Hassan Miraz which we'd never done before so we've shown that we are willing to be experimental but experimental is good, but when you play against the best teams in the World Cup, you sort of want to know the results of your experiments. So I hope we can see something slightly more conclusive uh, during this series. But not to tempt fate, I feel like the Zimbabwe series is a good place for us to experiment a little bit. Like, I don't think Bangladesh will be complacent. They will respect Zimbabwe and they'll take them seriously as an opponent, like, you know, Sikandar Raza is almost a, a hero in Bangladesh. They love him from, so I think that he played in the BPL and stuff. But the, the head-to-head between the two teams, I mean, Bangladesh have won the last 13 out of the last 15 meetings between the teams. 13 matches in Bangladesh that we haven't won. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's landslide, isn't it? it? It is. It's been that sort of... Uh, period for us in Zimbabwe whenever we come to Bangladesh. And with Bangladesh being, a, I would say, a bit more serious, uh, looking ahead to the World Cup next year, you do get the chance as well just to experiment with the Zimbabwe team. You know, three ODIs, there's enough room for you to try out new combinations while basically waiting for Tamim to come back uh, right at the top there. So, you know, getting uh, Leighton Das to try and whatever he can, against, uh, I'd say, uh, very good bowlers. Carl Jarvis, he's, been, he's played in the BPL before. Then you've got, um, we've got a, a bit of um, good, slow bowlers. We have young Brandon Mavuta, um, highly rated, played well in South Africa. And uh, Sean Williams is up there. And Sikanda Raza, as you mentioned earlier, some of the slower bowlers will be looking to test out some of your 
top order beardsman. Yeah, it's no doubt going to be sort of dusty uh, pictures that turn quite a lot. It's a sort of a Bangladesh special. Um, I'm looking forward to the test series as well because we've not actually played each other since 2014, uh, a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Um, that was, I think that was in Bangladesh again. Um, we played one of the test matches. Sorry, this is a going off tangent, but we, we played one of the test matches in Kulna, which is not a stadium we use very often. So, but quite interesting because one of the test matches will happen in Sillet, which will be the first international test match held there. So that will be, I think, new to both teams. Um, they've used it during the BPL. It's a beautiful, honestly, such a lovely stadium. And actually in London, the majority of uh, Bengalis and Bangladeshis who've moved to London are from Sillet. So it's got a big cricket fan base. Um, so I'm really excited. I think they'll be excited. So I think that'll be a big test match. I think it'll be a loud test match. It will be at hopefully atmospheric uh, i was just looking at you know the, the your last say test matches as well as Zimbabwe's last test matches i think that was against west indies for you or was it sri lanka no it was the west indies yeah that's spot on it was, it was yeah west indies where you lost one and drew the other one is it yeah we had a torrid time in the west indies i think we were bowled out for about 45 ish in the first test and we were just caught out by like pace actually to be to be fair do you know what i it was steve rhodes's first tour, tour in charge it was his first go in charge i think he at one point said he'd only had like a few days or maybe a week or so with the team because i remember watching that series and thinking none of like kim Roach's balls were unplayable our shots were just awful and at the time i remember saying bangladesh just need to get their mental space like their kind of mental strength and their kind of psychological conditioning going into matches in the right place. And so I was really pleased to see, actually, on the Instagram, um, the, the Bangladesh Tigers Instagram, um, that they were having a... Let me find it. Hang on, I'm going to have a look at my Instagram. <laughs> they were having they were having coaching sessions. That, yeah, they were having uh, a s- sessions with a psychologist, a guy called Ali Azhar Khan, uh, head of the Zimbabwe series. So I was like, oh, this is good, because we're actually thinking about the kind of mind element, which is important. Very much I'll be honest, I'm looking at the picture now, slightly disappointed that the entire front row and a lot of the second row were empty, so maybe attendance wasn't as high as it could have been. But it's great that the team and the squad and the the, the powers that be are thinking, OK, we, we've got players with ability, but we need to look after how they approach games and what their kind of, like, I guess, the kind of psychological situation is, especially in those long test days, those hot test days, those tough last over moments. It, it, it's, it's a sort of conditioning. And what I'm hoping for with the Zimbabwe series, without sounding complacent, is that Bangladesh develop a mentality of winning. I think it's a very good platform. You know, Zimbabwe, uh, I was going to mention that our last test was against West Indies as well. Uh, similar similar results, but that was a year ago, exactly 12 months ago, in October 2017. We did play a one-off test match against South Africa, which we were completely annihilated, you know, losing by an innings and 120 to South Africa by in that test. I think we lost by the third day already in that one-off test. But our last proper, you know, series, test series was against West Indies in October 2017. So we haven't been playing, you know, the longer format of the game for as much as possible. And it offers another opportunity for both teams, I, I believe, you know, to work out combinations, try out something new. Well, while Bangladesh's focus is really on the shorter format with the ODA World Cup coming up next year, it gives Zimbabwe a chance as well to just try out uh, new combinations, try out 
how to last and be competitive in so in uh, in matches like that. Uh, we've got uh, players that we believe, you know, the young guys coming through that we believe can carry us forward in the years to come. Uh, we're looking, I'd say, there's been rumors of and pushes towards the retirement of some of our players. Uh, we've got Elton Jugumbura, we've got Hamilton Masakadza. There's been some, you know, rumors and drive from the fan base that these guys should now step out and get the youngins coming in. So I think it's it's a good it's a good platform to start something new something brand new. It's been a terrible year, but we can close off the year with a, a, a decent performance and a decent contest with uh, Bangladesh. Yeah, it's a format that we are not as good at. I think we're such a good one day side. Um, successes in that format, getting to the Asia Cup final, beating the West Indies away, can almost override um, and and hide under the carpet the kind of flaws that are, are picked out by our test match performances because we weren't good against the West Indies. Our bowlers weren't as clinical as they were during the Asia Cup. Our batting wasn't up to standard. So it'll be interesting to see what Steve Rhodes and the team have done to sort of condition the, the players towards a longer format. I'm really, really curious to see. I, I, I think it'll be a good series. I hope it's a good series. Like What I don't want to see is both teams being bowled out within 40 overs and the match being over in three days, that would be, for me, the kind of worst case scenario, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Make a prediction, Lizway. Where, where do you see the series going? Let's just start with the one-day series. I'm going to be honest with you, I can only see it being 3-0 Bangladesh. <laughs> uh, I'll say 2-1 to Zimbabwe. Um, to Bangladesh, sorry. Uh, I would like to see Zimbabwe attacking from the first match. Let's try to take the game to Bangladesh and let's not just lay back and allow them to, to defeat us. Because coming off the back of the series that we have, we just have to be positive from the first match. I think we will take the first match, but uh, then lose the other two. In the test series, um, I'm looking at a, a one victory for Bangladesh and a drawn match as well. Do you know what? I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think Bangladesh will win either the first or second test. I actually can't pick it, but I think at times our bowling can lack an attack and that could see it go to a draw. So I'm saying 1-0 in the test match series. I'm looking forward to it. We should catch up after the series and have a look back and see what uh, what actually happened. Oh, we should definitely. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to just have a go at uh, what's happened. Uh, have a look at the players that performed well. Um, I'm seeing Raza Sikander Raza being uh, one of the top players in the ODIs. Hundred percent. They love him in Bangladesh. Oh yeah, and he loves such challenges. He's always up for it. Always, you know, coming off the back of his contractual issues with the board. Now he's back into the side. He's looking to set a mark, show the board, show everyone why he deserves to be in that team whenever it's playing. And, um, yeah, he should be one of the top players. Um, but just uh, be on the lookout for ours, uh, the young young Zbawin. He's a um, leg spinner, uh, Brendan Mavuta. He should be one to make a mark as well in Bangladesh. Exciting times ahead. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the kind of new players in the team perform on the international stage. And I'm looking forward to seeing how we experiment and what we do different and what works and what doesn't work. 
hopefully a really exciting series. Lizway, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for the invite, Rushan. It's always a good time on the Bangla Cricket Podcast. And thank you for downloading and listening. If you have any thoughts on Bangladesh or cricket in general or want us to talk about anything, send me an email, podcast at bangladesh.co.uk and I'll see you for the next one very soon. <laughs>